The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shah i may be a model but i'll never be your model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Pike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins, Philstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. You guys, I'm so excited because we have been trying to get our guest today on the podcast for a little bit, but she... um, she ghosted us like Ramona did at the Black Harlem night. That she is said she had vertigo. Untrue. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is an unfortunate coincidence that I. <laughs> <laughs> and she might walk out halfway through this party. She might walk I, out like, like Ramona. She might say that she has other parties to go to, other friends. Don't forget that y'all dumped me first. Y'all dumped me the first time. I know yes. we did. Yes. We did. Third time the charm. Right. Okay. Water under the bridge. All right. <laughs> All right. Now, well, we're even now, but guys, we're so excited to have our friend Sonia Sells on the podcast today to talk about what a fantastic Sunday that oh, we all had. Oh, Today's Monday when we're recording. Oh, bless up. You know what? Yes. You know what? Mary maybe didn't send Jesus for us, but <laughs> I think that she did please. pray to Jesus. Please. No, and Jesus was present throughout <laughs> this. He was there. He was sitting right next to me on the couch <laughs> watching. Jesus, Jesus and I. Jesus sent him. We smoked a blunt. (laughs) (laughs) I could smell it. (laughs) Oh no! Oh my god! I'm telling you that, like, when I saw all those taglines, I'm scrolling through and I'm like, Jen is out of pocket. And then somebody was like, 
just keep going. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I got to marry. And if I'm telling you, I was like, wheeze crying <laughs> for like 15. Because, because all of these women, like they mean, you know, they have their taglines that they mean it. But like Mary mm. is being sincere when she <laughs> Did somebody more sincere about a threat in a tagline than Mary saying she will send Jesus after you? That was, yeah, yeah like Noor said, that was a promise and a threat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, guys, I'm so excited to talk about the Real Houses of Salt Lake City premiere today and Potomac, which Potomac was like, it was like a classically refreshing episode of Potomac where like right. people fought yeah. and then they meet up. And it was just great. But before we get into those, Sonia, I want to know from you, who is your problematic favorite on Bravo? So, I mean, like, the short answer, like, a lot of them. But, like, I guess if I had to narrow down one, and I know she's not actively a housewife at the moment, but uh, Miss Phaedra Parks, for sure. Like, first of all, she's always been entertaining. From the beginning, she just came in lying. Just, just, like, she came out the bat, like, (laughs) pretending she couldn't do math. Um, yes. If, if yes. Kim Zolciak is like your, she was like twenty-two months pregnant. If, if Kim has to pull out her fake nursing degree to call you on your bullshit, then you know yeah. you're doing something right. And like the sip and see is an absurd concept. And really, just I think now a lot about like her read of Kenya. Mm-hmm. I think about it often because as an yeah. adult. As an adult, you're an adult. I'm like, that is cruel. Like, what she's saying is really mm-hmm. cruel. And, like, karma really came back and got her. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she stood. Mm-hmm. She was blue too close to the sun. But, like, God, is it still so good. Like, after all this time, it's still so entertaining. Just the succinctness. Like, it sounds like something. It's like a Shonda Rhimes show read. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, a, mm-hmm. a designing yeah. women just decimating you. So, mm-hmm. you know. And she's also got, like, two of the best kids that came out of the Bravo-verse, I think. I love Lillian. They're so cute. That whole, even though it's, yes, you, it's super cruel. It's oh, not so nice. Mean. It's painful to think about the fact that this is actually being done to a real human being. Yeah. If you take that out of it and you do, do it like a Shonda thing, <laughs> yeah. it yeah. kind of like, it's like poetic. It's like a yeah. performance. It's like a performance. It's like a monologue that like I would like to see cookie in another bit. show. It, it sounds like a cookie monologue from You should Empire, read it. You uh, should uh, like you know audition with it like I encourage that yes yeah and you know I wonder if I mean I'm not an actor none of us here are but somebody please if you're an actor or (laughs) and you need to audition please audition with that read that's true that would be amazing that's a good piece to Mm -hmm. audition on she was one of the early housewives who did it all who did mm. every business under the yes. sun. She was a lawyer. Her mother was a pastor. She was in funeral services and she was doing everything under the sun. Everything that you could think of, she was like, I'm doing it. She's doing a booty video. It was like right. video. Yeah. She did everything. Video. And she and and you know, she really was one of the first few that said, other than Bethany, I guess, who said that I'm going to take my fame and I'm gonna start spinning out all these businesses. I feel like she was one of the first ones with like a real job right like yes. true, she was true. the first one with like a job where we like kind of recognize like oh this is a real thing that exists right <laughs> and if you were representing yeah. bobby brown like you know it's yeah. like a real it's a real yeah. job and it was accomplished and yeah. then like the rest of her life was in shambles so yeah and tying yeah. it back to salt lake city she was the first one to say she didn't know nini went to the same school as her oh that's <laughs> right <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> 
that's much right. older. Like that's what she said. Yeah, she yeah, was like, yeah. oh, she's she was there like way before I was. Yeah. <laughs> what an asshole! I love her. She's a terrible. I mean, like what she ultimately did, all of that is terrible. But like, if she yes. hadn't made up those rumors, she'd yeah. still probably be with us today, and we'd all be better for right. it. So yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, let's talk about Real Houses of Potomac first because I feel like Salt Lake City is going to get so crazy that we're not going to have any time to talk talk about Potomac. So Potomac this week, we picked up right in this fight between Ashley and Candace. Now I need to ask you, Sonia, are you a candy gal? So so it's a loaded question, right? Because I was not for a very long time. Like to me, she – her first couple seasons, I was like, you are just a cruel, cruel person. But having done a bit of a personal self-discovery journey, and this kind of overarches with uh, Salt Lake City a little bit too, that I feel like Candace is what happens when you make somebody feel difficult their entire life to the point that they start believing their own narrative. So it's like a little bit, because the way she like will back down and will actually apologize and like will express after these fights, like I really miss the relationship I had with this person, all of that stuff. And plus like obviously knowing her mother, it seems very clear. And honestly, Jen Shaw is a little bit like this too, that it's like, all right, fine. You want this person? I'll be that person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that informs a lot of her behavior. Um, So I have empathy for her but no (laughs) (laughs) my long way of saying no um (laughs) all that to say not a candy gal (laughs) i think that's a good point candace is very much like kenya too kenya is like that it's like Mm -hmm. it's somebody who's been told that they're difficult and so she brings it out but deep inside she's she's not a bad person per se yeah but definitely a very hurt person react and very hurt person and Mm -hmm. then will react and be volatile yeah, except yeah. I have more faith but, that like... Except that's not that's not true for Jen, maybe. <laughs> no, okay. I think that honestly, I think it's a little bit true for Jen. Like, I think that she's got... Well, we can talk about it during that time, mm-hmm. but I think she's gotten herself obviously involved in some very terrible things. But like, I think that some of the way she like is very quick to explode, like way too quick yeah. and like mm-hmm. over, over yeah. dramatizes the situation. It feel like, and the way she kind of retreats back, all of it comes down to feel it, like being made to feel probably through a lot of their lives. Like I am the problem because they probably mm. were advocating for themselves or like tried to draw boundaries. So then they just mm. internalize that. Now all of that defensive <laughs> Candace, I don't think that Kenya is capable of being self-aware. I think that Candace, if she tried hard enough, could yes. mellow out. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, with this fight, what I love about Potomac is it was like so tense, the ending last episode, where they're like, oh, you brought your wide body to us, and everyone's like, oh, my oh, God, she geez. body shamed her. And then they like cut back to it this episode. The fight is like about 24 seconds, and mm-hmm. then it cuts to them just like eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about these women and the women in Atlanta. Nothing comes between them and food. If there's food to be eaten, they're going to eat that. That's true. They're not, That's true. I'm here to eat. I mean, Wendy was came back after her big read in the house. She came back, sat down, ate some, and took some more with her back to the house. Back to the cottage. Yeah, she was she... not letting leaving food behind. And that's very candy, candy burris like. So oh my god! Oh eat. my god! Yeah. Nobody yeah. in the history of Tauruses has ever Taurus harder than candy burris. So yeah, food is the priority <laughs> always. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 
they like they you know they they take a bite everybody takes like put some food in their bodies and everybody calms down a little bit but then even then the banter between ashley and candace is so funny to me because candace is like look i'm not trying to body shame you i'm just saying this is how we come for each other that i felt like was very clear like everybody was like oh body shaming body shaming i'm like no candace literally just said that to piss her off like i think that yes, it really yeah. felt like like i didn't hear that fight and think like oh candace actually thinks ashley is like fat yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to get under yeah. her yes he's like oh hey i know you're postpartum let me say the thing that will be the most hurtful to you yeah and ashley didn't get offended by it ashley saw it as an opportunity to get back at candace like oh you bought i'm gonna use this and say that you are body shaming me right exactly i'm gonna be like pretend hurt about that oh my god yeah exactly and that's why like even ashley ashley goes well isn't that what you guys are saying that we're doing to wendy by talking about her body like so ashley is only saying the words body shaming because Mm -hmm. they've obviously been talking about the conversations around wendy and Mm -hmm. her new boobs and stuff but then it's just so funny because how they talk to each other is this way they do yeah. make fun and we see this later on in the episode when they like begrudgingly say something kind about each other to their faces but then in their confessionals are just like slamming each other the way they do which is <laughs> which is like guys this is what we watch the show for is mm-hmm. this type of banter be- between mm-hmm. these two women and I want to add Ashley Darby makes fun of people's bodies and mental oh health God. all the time so- so that's why I don't think she's actually I, to Ashley's credit. I feel like she's self-aware enough in terms of her reads that like she doesn't take anything personally because she's so yeah. willing to do it back. Mm-hmm. So like I think that's her fighting style. So she doesn't take anything mm-hmm. seriously. Yeah. Also, as a biracial light skin with a big forehead, I've <laughs> feel like I've been feeling personally attacked by all of these big forehead comments. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. What well, that's- it cracks me up because everybody's like, oh, my God, how dare Candace say that about Ashley's no, forehead? No, it's true. That's just – And then they're like – That's the curse of our people. But then they go, Candace has a big forehead. And I'm like, oh, so your retaliation to Candace, quote, unquote, body shaming Ashley is to then body shame Candace? Yeah, because <laughs> none working. of it is serious. They're just trying to say the meanest yeah. – they're, they're throwing spaghetti yes. at the wall and seeing what sticks. Like, I'm going to say as many mean things as I can, and hopefully one of those things will actually hurt you. Yeah, the only person who should be <laughs> – upset if somebody calls them forehead is Teresa Judice and nobody else. There's no, yeah, there's no one else. She has because she doesn't have one. Their forehead. It's it's a proper exactly. normal forehead. Exactly. Exactly. The big other thing this episode is obviously Karen, the oh grandom, is filming a promo for Sir County, Virginia <laughs> in Potomac, Maryland. I First of all, I feel a little bit like, I know we've had a lot of like cuckoos over the years, but I feel like in a lot of ways, Karen walked so Mary Cosby could fly yes. in Ooh, her spaceship yes, yes. off of this planet. Like I was like, Mary Cosby sitting there crying that she has no one to talk to. Mary Cosby, meet Karen. She's like, <laughs> that's where you're going to be in a few the years. Two, the two of them? <laughs> No, because I feel like Karen, like, at least has moments where she's, like, a little bit normal. Yeah. Mary, Mary's not capable. Like, no. there's nothing. No. So, like, Karen, like, anybody who looked at Karen and, and went, like, oh, God, I wish she was, like, a little bit weirder. Like, I love her weird moments. I wish there was more of that. May I introduce you to Mary Cosby? <laughs> Yeah, you know, we always say, I think, Arthur, you said it either last episode we talked about Potomac or the one before where you said that if Karen had the opportunity to be a first lady like Giselle was, Mm -hmm. Karen would have, like, eaten it up. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like 
if Karen Huger, as the person that she is, was on the path of life as Mary Cosby, the result would be exactly the same. Direct line to Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think you're right. I think the only yeah. thing keeping Karen somewhat grounded is the fact that she doesn't have a congregation to scream at. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Actually, speaking of church, though, like I was dying that when they asked Karen, like, why aren't you filming it in Surrey County? Like, why are you filming it? But that she, first of all, that she did not have an answer. Like, they weren't going to ask. She like, didn't have an answer ready. And then she gave the answer that I used to give to try to get out of church, which is like, it's wherever I am. If yes. God is everywhere, why do I have to go to church? to to be to speak to him and my mom would be like nice try get in the car you know what I mean? Yeah. So she's like, Surrey <laughs> County is wherever I am. And it's like, exactly. people in Surrey yeah. County are going to notice. Karen, <laughs> so, so Karen did the whole, <laughs> the Mrs. Planters peanuts. Oh she my was God. Like, oh my God. She's like, did you know that peanuts come in a shell? Like, peanuts or ham? ma'am we get it you're from the country peanuts or ham but like she really sat there and went did you know audience of america that peanuts Mm -hmm. come in a shell it's like yeah we've seen the mr peanut yeah we've been to a ground round what's your point (laughs) yeah and then she said we have seafood on the water it's like okay (laughs) where it comes from uh thank you uh and I just, I love that she's just lying. Like, she's just on television being like, I lied. Yeah. (laughs) I think the uh, the city council of Potomac watched it and said, oh, good. That's why we didn't hire her to talk about Potomac. (laughs) Okay, but have you seen the promo? Of Surrey County? Yeah, the the actual promo? Yeah. No. It's great. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Did did they use the slide scene or no? No, they didn't. So that's why she. So so then she put it out on Instagram that that was practice. (laughs) Right. But interstitial, she said that we didn't go down there because we didn't want to take the crew and everything. It would have been expensive to drive all the way down to Surrey County for that. But she did go to get her award. Right. Every time she has to go down there, right, or whatever. go down there to pick up her annual like best person to come out of Surrey County. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> more <laughs> peanuts. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, I just loved it. She's so perfectly delusional that she's yes. too perfect. Yeah. She's too yes. perfect. She's yeah. She's makes such great TV. I would watch a show just focused on Karen and her delusions. Yeah. Right. It's she's like, like Don Quixote. Okay, here's like she's so yeah. here's my pitch. Here's my enjoy. pitch. This yes. is gonna be the best show ever created. Just watch. A road trip and we can cast other people. Like it's like a house <gasps> like Think Oprah of it. and Gail road trip? Yes, but okay, just just wait for it. Okay, so like, so we've got this now, um, like Housewives All Stars, real world, mm-hmm. if you will. Now the road rules version of that. So far, we've got Karen and Mary Cosby, tr- like or like simple lifestyle, like traveling the country. <gasps> Could you imagine? Oh, who else? Who else is crazy awesome. enough? Like Sh- you throw Shannon Bedore or somebody in there. You throw, oh my god, like, Shannon would lose her mind. Oh my god, that would be so awesome. Just them trying to fill gas in their cars. Oh my god, oh. so confused, all of them. Uh, oh, that would be. Oh awesome. my god, yeah. Get at me with incredible. your casting for like the the Looney Birds. Throwing the Sonia who wants to pee on the side of the road every okay. few minutes. Sonia's gonna bring diapers for everyone. 
Oh, my she's like, she this is not my ready. first van ride. Because she'd be like, but like, I hate to say it, but like in that instance, like Sonya would be the voice of reason, which I guess if you're going to have a, <laughs> a kooka voice of reason, that's the one. No, but Sonya gets, if you keep her in a, a in a closed environment for too long, Sonya goes nuts. That's true. So yeah. she would be like, she'll be good for the first two hours of the ride. But after that, she's going to go nuts. I just like, yes. now I'm picturing too, like. <laughs> Sonia trying to like relate to Mary about like trying to be like a good ally oh, and like no, being no. supportive. And Mary's like, surprise, I hate black people too. So Sonia smells like poop and old pickles and olive oil yeah. from the basement. This whole time. Like, please, please clarify to the people that you're referencing Sonia with a J and not Sonia. Oh, yeah, no, not too. you. Out of context. <laughs> Out of context. Sexy J. Yes. Yeah, Sexy J, Sonia with diapers. Also, I feel like, yeah, Mary Cosby's, like, olfactory senses are way too high for Sonia Morgan to be anywhere near her. Um, But I was just thinking about, like, uh, Mary Cosby and Karen Huger, and it's almost like, you know, those, like, chaotic neutral, chaotic good type situations? It's like, she's just chaotic evil, Mary Cosby. Oh, yeah. Whereas... Karen is the chaotic good. I don't know who chaotic neutral would be. I would say she's a little bit more. Yeah, I guess she's leaning more towards good. Maybe Luann. I don't know. I don't know. Is this where I get to throw in my anecdote that like Luann was almost my Luant in law? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Please do tell everybody. All right. So I started dating (laughs) when I started dating my husband, his mom, like I, I forgot how it came up that I like reality TV. And his mom was like, oh, by the way, my brother used to date one of the women on Real Housewives in New York. And I was like, excuse me? She's like, oh, yeah, they were engaged. Um, Luann? And I'm like, yeah, I'm familiar with Luann. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know Luann, Luann. Like, like, I know Luann. So, um, so there's pictures that, like, she, because uh, it's my husband's god, like, his uncle, his godfather. And there's, like, a picture of, like, Luann holding my husband as an infant <laughs> on his christening. Oh! And they still, like, she still has her old, like, comp card from her modeling days. And apparently, like, I don't know if this is, like, too much tea or not. But, like, this was before the Count. Oh, yeah. So she apparently, like, called him and was like, I don't know if I should marry this guy, the Count. Wow. Yeah. So that was their weird story. And uh, so, and, like, I didn't, not that I didn't believe it, but, like, I didn't think she still thought about it until a friend of mine went to her cabaret and was like, Mm -hmm. oh, what was the last name? And I was like, I said the last name. And she was like, oh, my God, she brought it up when she was reading her diaries because she's, her daughter's name is Victoria and the last name rhymes with Vicky. So she's like, oh, it would be weird if the name was Vicky. Nope. Just kidding. (laughs) But, like, you know, like, whatever. And I was like, oh, yep. That's uh, that's my husband's uncle. Oh my god! What if they rekindle? Uh, well, he's dead. Oh no! <laughs> I'm not laughing that he's dead. So it's, it's right, but yeah. yeah. Well, oh. well, they can reconnect that's, in heaven. That's, that's... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Real Housewives of Potomac. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, so we also saw this like really quite moving. I mean, I'm on my period, so I cried conversation where Wendy that Wendy is having with her kids (gasps) about the uh, about BLM, about police brutality, about the Chauvin trial. And it was just, you know, 
it how destroyed they my got soul. through that conversation without crying especially because like it know. wasn't e- just like the talking about it in general has to be difficult yeah. but when a child asks you that question especially because the question was like if a police officer sees me will he know that yeah. i'm not yeah. a bad guy and i'm like that like how do you even answer that Especially to, like, a little kid, but, like, oh, my God. You know, the internet is a terrible place, Mm. especially Twitter. And so Mm. Twitter is, like, Wendy had this, like, staged conversation with her child. (gasps) And I was, like, well, first of all, fuck everybody. (laughs) Fuck every one of you. Giselle keeps having a million staged conversations with her yeah. daughters where even this episode where she sits down and she's like so you know dad and I aren't together and Grace and the twins are looking at each other like stifling their smiles like come on mom those are like they're like don't have these fake conversations like, with us the three of them are like what's that one daughter from Reba I can't think of her name like the one daughter from Reba that like does not let her rest like yes. you know like yes. you know what I mean like it's literally just those girls do not let her rest but yeah no like it's not I mean not that I'm you know not that this is news to anybody listening to this particular podcast but like no that's a real conversation and of all the times that I feel like they'll have to force some of these issues to be on camera like I think that they're conversations Mm -hmm. that are happening but like the decision to have it on camera is purposeful but like Mm -hmm. this one was very much like not just like let me show you what as black parents we need to do with our children but it was like very I feel like kind of informational to the audience that like you're hearing a kid participate in it like it was I calling it a smart move sounds cynical but like I don't mean it like that like it was important that they did that yeah the one line she said that I feel like I'm going to take into my own parenting journey at some point I never want them to find answers outside the four walls of our home yes yeah exactly and and you know like in Beverly Hills we saw Garcelle say that these are conversations that I need to have with my black sons these are conversations that black people have with their children mm-hmm. and it was like we all talk about these like abstract conversations that people need to have and oh the talk the talk the talk but bravo rarely ever has this talk the only other time we've seen it is in southern charm new orleans which is mm. a show that should come and back married to medicine as well married and married with, to medicine with all, yeah with all of their kids but uh, in married to medicine the kids were a little bit older yeah so they the way they expressed it was a little bit more nuanced and they were like careful how they spoke but in wendy's case the child was so innocent and he was yeah. like literally asking will the cop know that i'm not a bad guy oh. how will they know what do i he was almost asking like what do i do to make sure this doesn't happen to me it was even more heartbreaking for me to hear it from the little ones yeah um, than it was from the older kids in merit to medicine oh for sure especially because it came from such a place of like his response to that was like basically like i'm gonna do what martin luther king did and like make oh, the world like you know like everybody will like everybody and i'm like god that is like a baby like you have to explain yeah. this to a very little kid and you know it just really makes you reflect on the fact that like people say you know oh well like kids are too young to learn about like critical race theory and all that shit mm-hmm. and then it's like mm, well the rest of you know like plenty of kids have been called the n-word by that age plenty yeah. of kids you know yeah. what i mean like it, it's other kids don't get to be shielded from that so yeah sorry yeah yeah by that time most brown kids brown and black right. kids have already know that they are other yeah they are not the same and they yeah. are they have certain they don't have the same privileges as some of some of their neighbors and classmates so by that time it's important that they understand where all of that is those feelings are coming from and how to overcome those feelings yeah, yeah and maybe it's not these are not words that a typical child might be saying to their parent but these are definitely feelings that these kids are yeah. having yeah, yeah he so was, he was probably a little bit more articulate than a child of that 
that age would be. But the way he articulated that was very innocent and very. Well, I mean, he's the uh, child very, of like, what, yeah. is, what, what does Eddie do? Is he a lawyer? He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Like, yeah, they're yeah. like, he's a child of two lawyers. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, he's yeah, going to yeah. say things like much right. more articulately. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. it just yeah. is. It was just that was like incredible. Like how they got through that without crying. is yeah. Probably what made it look staged to yeah. people. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, if that felt staged and weird to you, you can go fuck yourself. Well, yeah. The other big thing that happened this episode is obviously this goddess party that Mia throws in the middle of a park. She loves a picnic, huh? She She loves loves a picnic, this Mia. She loves making these women walk over like little bridges. (laughs) In their heels. (laughs) Please dress up. I'm going to make it an obstacle course. (laughs) Yeah, please dress up. We're going to go to a dirty park. Come inside, sit in this dirty gazebo and uh, sit on cushions. Because later on, like they're having all these conversations. I posted this on Instagram, but it cuts to like Giselle and Karen are arguing and it cuts to the whole table and Robin, who looks fucking stunning in that blue dress, Mm -hmm. is sitting up like she's squatting. She's squatting. And it looks like either she's airing out her dress or she's like stretching out her limbs or she's maybe pooping. I'm not (laughs) sure. She's definitely stretching. I bet that they sat there for a long time, mm-hmm. cross-legged, and they weren't used to it. And she was like, I need to stretch. Right. Like, <laughs> she just like, cool. think the camera would catch The it. other yeah. thing was Robin was wearing a much more form-fitting dress. So maybe I was like, maybe she was trying to sit down. She was like trying to angle herself. <laughs> yeah, and herself that's down. true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but Mia throws this party to make everybody sit around and compliment each other. <laughs> weirdly it works yeah i was like mia okay you've done your job i mean i thought mia for first season housewife had a memorable scene and this was a good scene where she brought everybody together and made them talk i literally could not disagree more i can't like i don't get if you had the choice like literally i was been complaining about the fact that escala is not it and my husband's like maybe she like didn't fill out the paperwork on time i go that's not how it works but like thank you for trying um, like that's why she got demoted to friend of she's like you know like she's on the wait list to become like a housewife of potomac mm-hmm. but um like i just i don't see it for mia at all and oh yeah I, mm-hmm. and, like, oh yeah no 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 this was i, I, I said for the first time housewife this was a good try she did no but like i feel like it just was it was totally in line with like how mia in every fight just seems to pick the wrong side but then flip-flop like whoever's the wrongest in that moment like that's who mia's gonna side with and not like i think she thinks she's being a devil's advocate but she's actually just dumb but like i think that this was sort of that decision like any normal person trying to earn their spot in a future season or trying to become legendary status with it. I'm having this so they can compliment each other so they can fight. She's just like, I think that we should all just try to build bridges. Like, sincerely. Well, try to build a bridge to a to a gazebo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it all just was so... It was so dark. Like, I just... It was so annoying. Like, I just... <laughs> well, even everybody is annoyed by it. Uh, but it did look like a very, like, early seasons Potomac gathering. Because remember Giselle used to have those, like lunches yeah where she would bring all the ladies together yeah. and she'd do like yeah. the this first is etiquette lady thing. era yeah this is yeah. Etiquette era potomac exactly mm-hmm. exactly i did love the fact that candace straight up was like yeah everybody's invited to the, the video shoot except for ashley and ashley was like yeah it's, it's giselle fine. understood the assi- like queen of understanding the mess assignment like she's like a sally jesse Raphael in there just like trying to throw in barbs she's like but not ashley though right and like <laughs> the problem is the two of them are just so resigned to not liking each other they're both like yeah, I wasn't invited. Ashley's like, I wouldn't want to be invited. We don't like each other. Like, yeah. Yeah, everybody's like, God, Giselle, yeah. keep up. 
Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I actually love that about Ashley and Candace is that oh, they yeah. do sort of, they're like baby Giselle and mm-hmm. Karen to me. They yes. have that same sort of like animosity against each other, except it does seem like Karen and Giselle maybe at some point do have a friendship, but the way that they come for each other, like even right now when like this episode where Giselle and Karen are quote unquote apologizing to each other about nonsense. Mm. It's like you roll the footage and it's like she did this and she did this and she did this. It's like Giselle's like she brought, you know, so much pain to my daughters and all this shit because of the reunion. But it's like, but Giselle, you stood in a lobby in where were there, France? Yes. And said something like, Yes, Ray yes. wants to like lick Erica Lyle up and down some random woman. Yeah. Right. You all have you said like, enough. <laughs> there's no point in trying to keep score because you no. all have just said the most out of pocket. Like, actually, like, and I guess it's just like probably an, not to be like an asshole, but like an age thing that like they're actually yes. throwing barbs that are like genuinely hurting each other. Whereas like Candace yeah. and Ashley are just like, I'm gonna say this first thing that pops into my head. So like I don't think they take it seriously, but like Karen and Giselle, it's like I got so tired of hearing about the fights because it's like what do you even still like just say that you don't like each other like why are you trying to keep score about all this petty shit like it's exhausting well this is Giselle's problem because even when it comes to Wendy Giselle still wants to make it like I care about you Wendy that's why I was asking it's like Giselle stop you don't care about Wendy. You don't care about her family. She like said, oh, you know, like, oh, I didn't realize you'd want to get pulled to the side. You pulled Robin to the side that same weekend. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, oh, that's I mean, like, I guess that's something I do for a friend. You literally did it like you like what perfect demonstration that you don't actually see Wendy as a friend. Then the fact that we watched you t- like take that level of care. I mean, obviously, her and Robin have like a very different relationship. Yeah. But, like there is literal evidence that you are capable of doing that. You just chose not to. Yeah. And there was an ADR moment. So it sounded like Giselle, they had like Giselle audio dubbed over the scene where she was like, oh, I couldn't come up to Wendy because she was being so defensive the whole time about everything else. And we pointed this out before, which is that Giselle had ample opportunity before Ashley got there to talk to Wendy. In fact, Mm -hmm. there's a scene where Giselle and Robin are sitting and talking about Eddie and Wendy walks in. She could have talked to her about it then. She could have talked to her about it at any given moment and she did not. She chose to wait until Ashley came, gave Ashley the bombs and said, here you go, enjoy yourself. And then Ashley did. I also wonder how much of that decision was having an audience, Mm -hmm. like knowing Mm -hmm. that she would have people back her up. Like, I think like Um, having other people, knowing other people would be like loudly agreeing because she's talked about it with enough people that mm -hmm. she would have enough people that like she would win by numbers. Mm -hmm. Because if she had Mm -hmm. that conversation one-on-one with Wendy, Wendy would be like, fuck off. You know what I mean? But like, because then it became like a pile on then Wendy looked yeah. crazy. Yeah, this is something that housewives do too because there's somebody, one person has an issue, they will first socialize it with a couple of other Testing housewives. the waters, right. So then they yeah. can say, it's not just me, everybody feels that way. Yeah. Beverly yeah. Hills, they do the same thing. It's like, it's not just me, everyone says that you are you are being this way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that gives them somehow that makes it more credible. Either way, I love it. I love the fact that everybody fake squashes stuff in Potomac and then just plays dirty the rest of the time. I just, this is why I love them because they fight, they fake makeup and then they keep eating. Right. <laughs> and then they just keep fighting about the same shit. Like, oh yeah, no, like I forgive you. I'm over it. And then they'll be fighting about the exact same thing a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Later. And also might I remind everybody again, this is just another example of Ashley and Candace coming for each other about variety of things but Ashley also keeps calling Candace a hamster so like it's also not great 
right? So yeah. everybody just relax with the women are shaming each other. Right. Women can continue to shame each other if they want to. What's actually worse is when Michael Darby tells Ashley mm. that she's maybe not whatever. Right. Electric chair. Yeah. I hate that man. Like, <laughs> I hate him. Like, just yeah. what a villain. Truly the villain of the he franchise. Is. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's talk about, speaking of terrible and villains, let's talk about Salt Lake City. This premiere was electric, ladies. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, this opening with the beauty lab and Jen Shop just barely fleeing on foot from the feds. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I still, I get chills every time. Yeah. I cannot wait for the actual footage of the whole thing. Oh, again. my God. The fact is like a like teaser of what event. happens and then do the Right. This is not even the whole earlier. thing. This is a uh. teaser. Like, this is why this way to start a season was invented. Like, normally they have to, like, right. pull something, like, some stupid, like, throwing Correct. glass at each other at a party kind of thing. But this is, like, a legit, like, this is what this format was in- invented for. A moment like this. The first time this ever they did this format, by the way, was, and I feel very, very proud of it because of where I'm from. But this was for the christening. That's, a, right, that's right. It was. Jersey. It was. Yes. 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 Oh, never forget. Yes. My full body. I just got full body goosebumps. Oh, me too. About the christening. <laughs> I love. I love. The, oh, I love it. <laughs> hey, was that christening at Rails? No, uh, no, no, no. no it wasn't um, at Rails. I'm gonna look it up now because I I know where it is. It was another classic North Jersey establishment. So I'm like watching Sopranos at the same time too. So like I feel like it's like I do a lot of the same thing on both shows. <laughs> like, just like looking up locations. If you go back and watch Sopranos, you almost feel like Teresa and Joe are going to like pop up in one of the scenes. <laughs> I half expect Caroline to pop up in a Sopranos scene. <laughs> but that's like you laugh, but yeah. like really North Jersey is deadass like that. I lived with Soprano families when I first came to this country. I lived with families that were connected to the mafia, and I, I rented that. a room with them. Love so. that for you. <laughs> yeah, I was just at Rails this weekend, and I was like, I saw so many Juicy Joe types with Teresa types, and it made me really happy. I was like, I'm home. <laughs> How it works, right? Exactly. Well, okay, so Real House is a Salt Lake City. Yeah, right. What did just do? Now, do you think the helicopter that we saw in the beginning of this episode was actually there for Jen Shaw, or do you think that was editing magic? Because I was like, why is there a helicopter here? I mean, it could be, but like. It's the feds. You think, that, you think the feds roll through with a helicopter? Why the fuck not? I hope so. <laughs> I want them to. The housewife task force brigade. Like, I feel like the feds were like, this is very cut and dry. Okay, they're filming a show. It's like the easiest thing for us. We're just going to show up. We're going to call production. We're going to say, I'm hey, pretty wh- sure Bravo even had an arrangement with the feds to say <laughs> that we will be there and you will let us ask questions and take some footage of this. And if you do that, then we'll let you know, we'll let you know where Jen is. Okay. Do you think that the helicopter was Bravo? Probably. Probably. It was like Andy going <laughs> in the in the helicopter. It was Andy up in the helicopter. My only beef with that beginning is that I wish that Mary was there. Could you imagine if Mary was on that bus? No. Uh, like, just I would no. love that. I just can't <laughs> imagine Mary on a bus. Like, I just... Has Mary ever been on a bus? You no. Think? I wonder, how does Mary travel? She teleports. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she was in the helicopter. <laughs> Mary was in the helicopter. Yeah, no, honestly, that's Mary getting dropped off for the bus. <laughs> She's like, buses are too smelly for me. I can't go in buses. Like, Mary, this is a chartered bus. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. She's like, <laughs> no, 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 I will fly in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Then we go to this two months earlier bit. Uh, we see that Jen Shah has changed her evil lair to a new chalet that she's renting, brought oh. to us by somebody's grandmas and grandpas. By, Air- by somebody's Airbnb. Yeah, and, pretty much. And I was so happy the producers did what they did with Erica Jane, which was like, mm-hmm. show all of her clothing, all of her shoes, how mm-hmm. she spent all the money. <laughs> and Jen gave us so much ammunition for later she was like Mm -hmm. saying everything that she said this has so many amenities and then she's talking about all of the shoes and how they were so amazed they never seen a closet like this it was really sweet of her she basically itemized everything for the feds she was like here's the thing Right. Just made it very yeah. easy. Like, hi, this is where I keep all of my shoes. See, and this like- is where the genius of Mary comes in. Mary Cosby, nothing is itemized. Mary Cosby can yeah. barely find her own stuff right. in her own closet. Closets, plural. Like a closet yeah. she's never actually She's yeah. in a closet yeah. stuff she's never actually stepped foot in. Like Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa Barlow visits Jen. She says she loves everything as usual. I love that. And we find out that Coach filed for divorce against Jen six months ago. I don't love that. And what I love that. I don't love that. I love it like a. I love it a little bit, but what also yeah. weirdly bringing Sopranos back, like my first thought where she was like, he met with attorneys. I'm like, yeah, because I learned from Sopranos. If you think you're going to get divorced, you meet with all the local divorce attorneys. Mm-hmm. That way they can't take on your stuff. Yes. So that's what she had yes. done because the, if he contacted an attorney, the attorney would never call the spouse to let them know that the husband called them mm. unless that person was a friend of hers and she had contacts and she had already talked about it. And then the attorney was like by the way your husband also reached out he's looking to divorce you no she she was no she was served i don't think she was served she said an attorney called her and let her know that her husband was looking for that could be jen speak for jen speak for attorney told me that my husband was looking to file nothing was like file it felt like somebody was contacting her and telling her that coach was looking to file but also, how sad for Coach that he could have gotten away with it. Okay, he could have gotten out of this mess. That's what I think, though. Because she's, yeah. they're like, "Why did he file?" And she's like, "Oh, you know, it's my antics." I'm like, "Bitch, it is the fact that your husband, you told somebody, told your husband. By the way, the feds have been investigating your wife for like 18 months, and it's about to go down. So you better get out. I like, I'm pretty sure that's what also, happened. I think that like he doesn't." really like her and like I think yes. it was one thing I think it was like one thing when they were just like two married people and it's like oh that's just my like mm-hmm. kooky wife but it's another yeah. thing that now she has to perform for an audience and that's like amping her up more um so yeah. I think yep. like he doesn't like I mean not that I think he's so great but like I don't think that he likes the person she's becoming because like literally she said that like they wanted he wanted to divorce her because he felt like he couldn't help her it's like so he treated you like he's dropping a client yeah yeah which I will never be over that he didn't go to the father's funeral well we found out at the reunion what it was wait we found out at the reunion that basically her father was only responsive to coach Anytime when he was in hospice, he was only responsive to coach and coach had to go away. And the weekend that he was gone is when the father died. So Jen believes that her husband not being around is Mm -hmm. why her father died. Mm. So she's blaming her father's death on coach not being there. But like, that's because she's irrational. And like, instead of just being, people die, like, you know. 
I don't know. Yes. She also says that divorce is frowned upon in Islam and that's why they're trying not to get divorced. And I was like, no. Mm -mm. It's very easy for people to get divorced in Islam, especially for men. Yeah. (laughs) I just hate that Jen keeps bringing up Islam as mm-hmm. like an accessory, the same way that she likes to associate with blackness, like oh it's an accessory. Oh my god! Yeah. I was going to say so much of this reads so much like I'm black by association. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like I know she's told. Well, didn't she actually say to Mary, like I feel like I'm blacker than you, or something like that? Like, or am I making that up? Like I don't, you know, I don't. I don't know if she said it, but that sounds like something she'd say. Right. Like I think. Well, I mean, like the braids when she's getting arrested are like enough. Oof, that yeah. I was just like, you've got to be fucking yeah. kidding me. Like I don't know yeah. what. But can you? guys like you guys are so much more involved in this space than i am can you explain lisa and jen's friendship to me because i don't understand it all yeah i would love to talk about this oof okay i genuinely like can't make sense of it okay Nora has to hold okay so so i think that lisa barlow is somebody who wants to be beloved by everybody i love that Mm. okay (laughs) so just like she loves that she wants everybody to look at her and say i love that because when she goes to meet up with Jen, she's like, oh, yay, Jen Chow. Like, I think Lisa sees some of what you talked about earlier, right? Which is that if you tell somebody that they're trash long enough, they start to act like trash. And maybe they just need a friend. So I think that Lisa sees some of that. But also, I think that she is trying to like, I don't want to say she's trying to like be woke. But later on in the episode, when she's talking to Meredith about Jen, mm-hmm. she's like, no, don't you understand? Like, she's so hurt. Like, she's so hurt. There's a reason her background that's why she's like this like her history like she keeps talking about Jen's history and Jen's background and I think that Lisa believes in her mind that Jen Shaw is the way she is because of cultural reasons because it's also what Jen sold Lisa last year after mm-hmm. they went to Vegas. Okay. She was like, oh, you know how I was raised and being a person of color around white people and blah, blah, blah. And it's like the Polynesian community that, that Jen belongs to is actually really beloved by the Mormon church. So growing up in Utah, and while I'm sure she faced some discrimination, they were widely accepted more so than black people were yeah. in the Mormon church. So Because God only changed his mind in 1978. Thank you, Book of Mormon. It's <laughs> like one of my yeah, it's like she's like they only changed their mind in the 70s i go 1978 god changed his mind about black people people. (laughs) sorry so like jen i feel like is co-opting she's co-opting ideas from people of color from black people specifically who have faced racism in a way to explain away her bad behavior and that is why meredith keeps being like it's not an excuse it's not an excuse for her Mm -hmm. to keep behaving this way and I think that there's a little bit of like subtext that we're missing here and I think some of that is that Lisa I think is aware of like what it might look like for all of the white women to not support this Asian woman on TV Mm. and I think that that's why Lisa is so defensive of Jen I think that there's a little bit of like giving benefit of doubt to an immigrant or a person of color or somebody who's different than us white women I think that she's aware of that okay which is also why Lisa was so buddy buddy with Mary Cosby last year and the way she's introducing jenny to us because like i could tell like i felt very like like it's sincere but like a little bit like i've got an agent everybody right like 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 they don't know tell us your story tell us about your boy isn't she so cute like with her little accent oh like, yeah, that's how it feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah Jenny is... used to be poor. It's like, like okay. Do you guys believe she came over here in a boat? 
<laughs> yeah. It's very much like being propped up by, you know, your white friend of like, look at her. She barely even has an accent. And you're this like, is, yeah. I'm a person. So this is something that uh, as brown women, especially as Indian women, I yes. experience mm. with, the, with a lot of the eat, pray, love kind of mm. uh, people. People who approach India and everything India as a person and they start talking about their spiritual journey. Oh my God. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. I'm not sitting here. I'm not wearing my turban and telling, giving you a sermon about how you should live your life. I am as messed up as you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm, I'm eating, praying and loving and not getting anywhere. So that is, <laughs> you know, it's not, you know, just because your spiritual journey went through Julia Roberts and went through India doesn't mean that me being born there I'm on a higher plane all of a sudden and now you're talking to me about that but that's all you can talk about with me because that's Mm -hmm. how you identify with me so I think that's the kind of feeling I got when she started talking to about Jenny and about immigration and about refugees and what she went through and all of that it's like here's an exotic friend of mine that you should get to know because this is so exciting I have a friend like that and it's exciting that I am friends with her and we bump bellies and now we have besties right like that was a cute story but then like the rest of it felt like and i mean for all the reasons that like housewives have been brought into the show in terms of casting like Mm -hmm. this one certainly seemed the most sincere the boys do genuinely seem like friends but i mean like yeah i've Mm -hmm. i very much been on the same side of that as like an approachable kind of black because i grew up in white spaces and i am half white Mm -hmm. that it's kind of like you know, like the amount mm-hmm. of like emotional dumping that people felt the need to do on me, like listing mm-hmm. their resume and their guilt, like last June, just because like I get it and I like, but not make them feel yeah. bad about it, which is like, do you know me at all? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, people just love to have the like, or just tell me about like their niece who's mixed and like what she's going through. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I become the advice source, which is correct. Yeah, so it's yeah. not, it's well meaning. Oh, for sure. But, it, but... It, it gets, uh, it gets tiresome at some point. It's well meaning but it's still a microaggression yes it is oh for sure Uh, yes yes it is yes yes it is i'm just laughing at the thought of like lisa's like the kind of white person that you could just like make up a slang term for like in your case like a word in another language and she'd like go around saying it'd be like my friend taught me this i'm very cool oh my god like i mean i've never done that but hypothetically she's somebody you could do that too okay i think i think 20 years ago lisa barlow went on vacation and came back with braids (gasps) yes 100%. Lisa Barlow went to the Jersey Shore and got henna tattoos. Yeah. Well, it's sort of in her background too, right? Because she came to Utah and turned converted to Mormonism. And right. she takes that on a lot. I think she wants to belong. I feel like sometimes Lisa doesn't quite belong anywhere. And so she was like trying to Well, that belong. was her story, right? That like her mom yeah. wanted to try out. Well, so I guess that explains a lot, right? Like if she grew mm. up in a home where they were just trying on different religions yes. until they found something yes. that fit. Like, of course, they're going to see any culture like that. Yeah. Like, oh, we're just going to yeah. try this out for a little while. See how it fits. Like, yeah. see how how I mesh with it and it's like surprise you don't yeah like I feel like if Lisa's mom was approached by like somebody who was like want to go to an ashram she'd be like yes yeah Yeah, let's let's try that out is that diet cold there (laughs) (laughs) I think you give Lisa a diet coke she'll be fine but having said all of that last year when she first came on I did not like Lisa so much I Mm -hmm. I found her very annoying very trying but this year I almost was looking forward to Lisa scenes I don't know why I adore I think her. It was, I, yeah, I think it might have been because of you, Nor, because I felt like I could see the 
comedic potential in having yes. Elisa as a housewife. Yes. I started seeing her more of a housewife character yes. than a person and getting uh, getting annoyed with her. I was like, yeah, I w- this is who Lisa is. This is how she's going to behave. On the flip side, I liked Whitney Rose last year. Mm-hmm. And this year, I wasn't looking forward to that a lot. That's- I was like, oh, I don't want to see you and your annoying husband. And I don't want to see that. Yeah. That's how I'm like, isn't that like Chelsea said that last episode, right? Like where yeah. she was just like, you know, everybody's second season like I feel like all the things you may have liked or mm. not liked about them last yes, season right, are exactly right. what you're going to feel the opposite about this season and I felt yes. exactly that way I was like Whitney okay so you have like grown up step kids your husband has kids she's like leaning but into the them step keep calling porn. them stepmom that's the same age as you almost that's and you can and- see her husband was weirded out by it too well I think she's really leaning into being a like porn a hot step-mom? young thing like a yeah, like literally a, from like a stepmom from porn. Which yes, you know, a porn stepmom. Porno mm-hmm. stepmom. Which is like fine. I'm like totally fine right. with it. I know a lot of people were really weirded out by like her bouncing around in a bikini in front of her like stepsons, but I don't think she really cares and I don't think the sons care. I mean they like probably look at her like, oh, she's a beautiful woman, but I don't think that they're secretly like lusting after her. Like they all look no. very tired of her, honestly. <laughs> yeah, very they do. Yeah. And she's tired like, they her. look up to me. It's like, no, they don't. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. if I can do it, like who the 28 year old? You guys are peers, not mentors. You're yeah. a mentor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. If if I can do it with like my rich husband funding me, anybody can do it. It's like, yeah. Okay, can we talk about the fact that Whitney Rose is probably connected to an MLM and her shoe is about to drop in like two seasons. Like Justin, is that her husband's name? Justin. Mm -hmm. He is connected to MLMs and now there's that like Lula Rich or Lula Rich. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch any of that? I haven't. I know that there's like an MLM documentary. I watched like one and a half episodes, but it's, it's honestly very good. Very enjoyable. It's giving me a lot of those feelings. And honestly, I'm just excited to be here on this journey with her early mm-hmm. on because I do yeah. think that's where it's headed. Yeah. Now, I, w- I did want to point out that Jen Shaw did tell Lisa Barlow that she would go to jail for her. So that's great yeah. for Lisa. Everybody loves Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Lisa just has that effect. I don't know. And then she wonders who tipped off the feds. Oh. It's Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Now I imagine maybe there is there's a piece that you because I was thinking about what you asked about why their friendship is the way there is there's some rumblings on the internet where I think this is where the plot line is going that Lisa may have worked with Jen in some business capacity yeah which is why she is being so kind to Jen or at least in the beginning I feel like the opposite would be true if oh really I feel I would think the opposite would be true that she would be distancing herself she does eventually she does distance herself but in the beginning when all of this hadn't gone down when she was just meeting Jen at her house. She's very kind to Jen. Mm. And that's probably because they were partnered up. I feel like that would make her business. look worse. Like that's, you don't want to be associated with that. Like from the get go, like if you think that something sketchy is going on, wouldn't you want, I don't know. But I don't know if Lisa thinks that there's something sketchy yeah. going on. I think Lisa I think is Lisa a very, at that point. Lisa has a lot yeah, of things. I, she's not dumb. I think that, I don't think she's dumb, but I think that she is somebody who is always looking to network. 
Like, you yeah. know that she's looking mm-hmm. at a network. She's very some, she's somebody who's like, I'll hobnob and rub elbows with a couple of people and see who I can sell my liquor right. to right. type yeah. of a person. I mean, I don't yeah. think that she was involved with Jen in this in like any deep sense, right. but I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if there was some like discussion about it there. But well, maybe she's got con- her she's big got account, big order account. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because okay. okay. these are like Heather said last season at the reunion that they went to like some fancy parties in Vegas and mm-hmm. you know there right. were all these people they were hobnobbing with. I'm sure that Lisa probably was like, let me try to sell my liquor to these people that you oh, know. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 Now, Meredith, this season, her second season, she's really found her voice to some degree, however loud Meredith can get. You know, people are really hard on Meredith, but I love her. I think she's a weirdo, and I kind of enjoy she it. She is a weirdo. She's grown on me, certainly. Mm-hmm. Like, I think now, I guess, like, seeing that all of these people, like, weren't really just putting on for a first season, like, this, they've yeah. kind of been consistent enough which is i feel like kind of rare right for a second season yeah but when meredith first came last year she i thought that she was guarded and was not speaking up enough or wasn't saying what she wasn't in her mind and this season i'm like this is all she has to say she has that way of talking which is very flowy and she will talk sideways and (laughs) nod ahead and close her eyes for dramatic effect and all of which i thought was artificial last year that she was putting it on right and this year i'm like oh that's her and so i'm okay with her yeah yeah so i'm okay with her and i think that she's got a point where she's really fighting for her family and her anger against Jen Shaw is completely warranted. She keeps saying that it's because of what Jen said about Brooks, but also let's not forget that Jen multiple times last season brought up on camera to other women that Meredith was going through a separation with her husband and potentially had a boyfriend. So like, I I do think that Meredith is not saying that out loud because it's probably hard for her to keep bringing that up like, oh yeah, me and my Mm -hmm. husband were going through blah, blah, blah. So it's probably why she won't say it and now she's saying the Brooks thing but there's now a lot of debate of whether or not Meredith has a right to be mad at Jen about the stuff that Jen is liking and retweeting Mm. and I'm like why is this even a fucking debate like yeah are we so gone as a people that we would think that this is even worth debating because they are Meredith is making that the debate but Meredith isn't making it a debate Lisa is making it a debate mm-hmm. Meredith yes. is very straightforward to be like yeah what she did to Brooke but that brings it up. but that brings it back to why why Lisa is doing it because she knows that that is the connection and that is her storyline is making sure that Lisa like you said is Oh, no, she wants to be liked. Learning. Yeah, she mm. wants to be liked, but also she wants to play the Real Housewives game. And she realizes that just having just Jen in her corner is not enough. Oh, no. Mm. So she needs to bridge into Meredith's too. So she's trying to keep that storyline going. And because- plus, like, the being the person who's the mediator and the peacemaker, like, mm. is intended to make you look good. It doesn't always work out that way. But, like, yeah, it's right. hard to argue with the fact that she's trying to build the bridge yeah I mean we all had our thoughts about Brooks but once we all like I don't know maybe because I like try to be a halfway decent person the second Meredith was like hey my son has not really spoken to me about his sexuality so like yeah we don't know if he's gay that I was kind of like you know what we were wrong like we just all kind of assumed 
that he mm-hmm. was out. But if he's not, that's not our business. You know, like I kind of, it slapped me on the hand a little bit and I'm fine with that. Now I'm not a parent. So I have not experienced that level of, you know, don't talk about my kid, like blindness. And obviously we've seen that across multiple shows and all of that stuff. But it really kind of put a light and I don't think everybody saw it, but maybe it's from having a podcast myself with my spouse and like all of this kind of making it real that like the Bravo audience needs to remember that there are people on the receiving end of these comments that also extends Mm -hmm. to Bravo podcasters, not just saying that because I'm here, but like, let's be honest, like the way, the way y'all get spoken to is out of pocket. The way these, like I've seen like, you know, like Lisa Rinna was like sharing screenshots where people were telling her and her daughter to go like unalive themselves. You know what I mean? Like I, I never understood, especially like, cause a lot of these like vitriol comments, like come out of such trivial, things like you think that somebody should die on an operating table because you don't like that they have money and they're getting plastic surgery so obviously I'm very much deviating from the point Uh, but like (laughs) the comments that Jen was liking first of all she should not have been liking those like if you want to make comments saying like oh Brooks is annoying like fine like those but the second it's getting into like homophobia yeah maybe Mm -hmm. shut the fuck up like you can like it in your head if you really want to be like nasty about it but like don't publicly co-sign all of that shit but remember that there are other people on the other side of this but I'm sure there's like Mm -hmm. a segment of the Bravo audience that's watching going well like he is. So I don't see why that's a yeah. problem. And it's like, but that's none yeah, of our right. fucking business. If his mother is on television saying don't, like, she, she did not address the audience, honestly, as much as I wish she would have. Like, yeah. she yeah. on Jen, but really, it's it's y'all. Like, yeah. yeah. It's a, and I, but I think it's almost like they sign up on Housewives knowing that the audience is going to be insane. So I think it's almost like but you we don't. know that the people... I don't think yeah. you know because uh, – so this is not in any way actually comparable. I'm not saying having a viral TikTok compares to, like, being on a reality show. But I had – I personally it. had okay. – no. Okay, let's talk about your viral TikTok okay. for a second. So, okay. All right. So I <laughs> – I got drunk one Friday. I got a little tipsy one Friday and there was a there was a stitch about like talk about like what's a family secret you found out when you got older. And I told this story about how my father, when he was a teenager, got his high school girlfriend pregnant and uh, her family was racist. So like they had to give the babies up for adoption. It was like a whole thing. And I posted that like Friday night. I woke up in the morning to like a firestorm. The reason why I bring this up is because people got so weird. People were demanding answers. Like literally a week later, if I was I was posting something about salt, pepper, ketchup on a breakfast sandwich and people were like, have you found your brothers yet? And I'm like, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Like, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, and then I did a follow up because like somebody had said, I don't know if y'all are familiar with like the Hodge twins. They're like these annoying Republican coons. Yeah, I've seen them. So somebody was like, wouldn't it be cool if like you were related to them? I was like, absolutely fucking not. Like, and then, <laughs> and then it was like a Republican onslaught of like, you mean you wouldn't talk to your family if they were Republican? And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, sorry like that's just that's me I'm not telling everybody to do that I'm just saying that's me um but you know like it just like the weird invasive like tell me like what's your dad's name and like what high school did he go to so we could search for you and I just was like between that and hosting a podcast I was telling Nora this before I were recording that like 
having a podcast with my spouse has been enough experience for me to never want to actually be on reality TV. Like I joke about it, but like I never want to because people do see that five seconds and like hear that five Mm -hmm. seconds and like think that that's an indication of your whole relationship. So it's all, all of this comes down to parasocial relationships. This is a very long winded way of me to say all of this. (laughs) But I think I just wish that Meredith had like, directed some of that anger and frustration to the audience because it wasn't just Mm. about Jen liking the tweets it was about what was in the tweets yeah yeah the difference I think is just that like you can't address the audience because of the stupid like fourth wall or whatever but the audience is going to do what the audience is going to do but at least the people that I know that are technically my co-workers at Mm -hmm. least they shouldn't be liking this stuff at least they shouldn't be supporting the stuff and even the stuff about like there's a lot of people being like oh but that's not homophobic first of all it's not for me to say whether or not it's homophobic because I'm not gay so I can't say that if a gay person or somebody who is queer or somebody who hasn't had the chance to identify themselves publicly even to their own family is saying this is offensive and hurtful to me all I need to do is is shut the fuck up and and we should acknowledge that yeah like I don't give a shit like the thing is y'all need everybody needs to understand that even if the light is on and the door is open if somebody's in the closet that's their business yes yes Yes. and I think there is like yeah with the parasocial relationships thing it's like there's this feeling of entitlement that people get even to housewives even like like we have we have like you know our Instagram and our Twitter and stuff and we'll occasionally see mm-hmm. the occasional tea and retweet it or whatever but with accounts like Dumois and all this shit that are like constantly posting gossip about everyday little little things about like not even celebrities these like Bravo yeah. celebrities mm-hmm. right. it's weird it's like they already have decided to dedicate a part of their lives to a TV show where they have mm-hmm. signed a contract and Bravo comes over and they film and they allow us in it's weird sometimes that that there's such this entitlement to these reality tv stars when they're not filming anymore yeah i think that a lot of these people when they sign up for the show don't realize that other people are like they're going to be perceived outside of their own perception of themselves yeah like Mm -hmm. because a lot of but and also don't realize that like people are going to be viewing you through a lens of wanting to hate you. Like, even if people aren't conscious, even if audience members aren't consciously aware of that, there is a level, like, I think that was, like, I feel like one of the first things that we, like, low-key kind of bonded over, Nora, was, like, the vitriol of this audience sometimes, the bloodlust to watch these people fall. Why? Because they have money? Because they are on television? Like, that's the extent? Like, fine. Obviously, there's very Mm -hmm. reprehensible behavior that you want to shut down. But if somebody's just, like, not nice to your fave or has an annoying voice or got a plastic surgery between such and such seasons is that re- like y'all are gonna die on this hill oh yeah i mean we talk yeah. about this all the time the bloodlust that people have against candace as annoying as she is the way people came for this woman or yeah. even her fighting with her husband they're like i hope her husband leaves her yeah so oh, like, yeah why do you hope that for somebody why would you hope for that? you will never meet her yeah. she doesn't know you yeah like chill out now yeah. Where I will say we should be putting our attention, obviously, is somebody like Jen Shaw, right. who is an actual criminal, we think. Who's like scandal, allegedly. who's allegedly, 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 like, like committing wire fraud, like scamming old people yeah. out of money. Like, you know, yeah. like that like, is well, actually a like reprehensible her, thing. Her aunt Nanny, who showed okay. up and she was okay. like... Oh, let me show you two legs that she lost. What? what was the exploitation. That? The exploitation does not oh stop God. at our grandparents, yeah. okay? She is exploiting her own amputee auntie. <laughs> she does not care. She's like, come on TV and show them your legs so I'm yeah. proven right. I think, I don't, 
I think it's like take that and then the added level of like she's kind of like remember that like hospital smell fight from the first season that's her I didn't lie I didn't like, lie about her she really lost two legs and well, yeah, just so like, literally gross. trotted her out yeah. like well just like sort yeah. of just like I'm in on the joke you guys like because I remember watching that scene yeah. going this is how I know this show is going to be out of control like you know like yeah, I was like yeah. we're, we're like yeah. in the first episode we're getting a fight about if somebody smells like hospital and everybody's respective hospital yes trauma. like mm-hmm. but yes. then to like I don't think that Jen Shah like got the joke as much as she no. thinks that she did. Like it was so mm-hmm. cruel to be like, remember from last season? <laughs> she like, didn't yeah. get the joke. She took yeah. it to literally. Yeah. She didn't take it as a joke. But speaking of hospitals, Elle, <laughs> let's go to the, the the gift of all gifts that is Mary Cosby. Okay, <laughs> seeing Mary's church wrapped up in saran wrap was bone chilling <laughs> to me. That felt like you know how when we travel to India, Noor, and yes. sometimes the luggage gets wrapped yes. up like that. Because TSA will sometimes open it up and then they'll wrap it up in saran wrap and then you get this yes. big, big, bulky international suitcase wrapped yes. in saran wrap. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I, okay. And then, so Mary Cosby. Mary Cosby. My God, what a gift. We find out Mary Cosby has been, she was alone for six months of the quarantine. Her son was home, but he doesn't talk to her because he's Are sure she was alone or she just got lost in her closet? She was alone in her closet in the last season. Okay, here's Remember? the thing. I I think that Mary Cosby has been alone in her house much longer than six months. But it was I like, mean, at some point, I mean. she noticed. She was like, "Oh shit! I don't know when the time started, but I guess it's." She's been like, six "Oh, months. I just remembered. I fired my cousin. Remember, she had a cousin who was <laughs> she, like a yeah, bonded labor <laughs> slave who was yeah, Charlinda no pay. Oh my yeah. god! Like that's Charlinda like, got the so fuck I, out. I do think that a level of this, though, speaking of like not letting the feds in, because like everybody's like, I wonder if Mary's the one that them up absolutely not because then the, f- the feds would turn right back around like you don't want to put that spotlight out there but like that's yeah. why i think we only see very limited parts of mary's house like i think some of it obviously could oh, be like yeah. a security yeah. concern but like some of it is like please don't please don't look too long here <laughs> yeah i think no i think all the other rooms are filled with so much junk oh you think it's like gray gardens that there's I'm- no room for the for the cameraman to get in and out and what are you do you're following this one person in this huge house and robert cosby is sitting in miami and he's like i'm not coming like i'd rather live in florida where the covid rates are higher than go to utah where the covid rates are lower i don't know if the covid i like i don't know how i forgot how utah did in covid So Mary has been alone and she's been talking to herself. So she thought, why not start a podcast? Unbelievable. The way she talked about it, I took my aloneness. and I She says, I can outlet real people. And I said, what does outlet real people even mean? What does that sentence mean? So she is not a human being. Like, I just... She, I can't, like, like I feel like the way she relates to people is very much, like, very third rock from the sun. And, like, yes. I literally wrote yes. in my notes, Mary Cosby is an alien, and then she went on her whole, like, I've never related to human beings before. Yeah. Like, and it's like, <laughs> ma'am, literally ma'am, doesn't trust like, human you're in the only mic. person that talks to me is God. Are <laughs> you Jesus. hearing voices? Are you saying that you're hearing voices? <laughs> no, she's getting transmissions from that other planet. She's yeah, that like low-level schizophrenia there. that we're dealing with here. <laughs> now, Mary, Mary started a podcast, okay? It's called Mary's Podcast. Um, she... <laughs> 
least real person I've ever seen in my life. Okay, so first of all, she's not a real person, and that scene was so fucking fake. Oh. She's like, oh, I'm gonna start a podcast because it almost felt like she was like frazzled. She was like, What do people mm-hmm. do as like housewives, like their like story arc? And I feel like somebody did a quick Google and was like, Sometimes you start podcasts. And she was like, Yeah, let's do that. And then yeah. she like got these two guys, the like church DJ and this other dude together. They sat at a table for their first ever podcast recording. You guys, there's no fucking way anything got recorded. I looked it up. I tried to find her podcast. There is no podcast. I bet they weren't even plugged in. <laughs> I think it was like Mary Cosby wanting to talk to somebody. Yeah. And she had like, I have no one to talk to. And let me preach. And I want to talk. And let's just pretend somebody's listening. Let's just do this for my own sanity. I feel like Mary, like, I feel like if anything, like, Mary got the idea from doing a podcast because, like, people like us were like, haha, you're hilarious. Yeah. Like, please start a podcast. And she was like, obviously, people want to hear what I have to say. Yeah. And it's like, yes. no, I want to hear unhinged ramblings like i want to hear a manifesto also like mary (laughs) saying that her church is closed so she can't like reach out to people and then that's why she decided to start a podcast like do we even think that the people who belong to her congregation listen to podcasts like it doesn't really seem like the crowd why weren't you doing on zoom like i think she's trying to like manifest she's trying to reach like a different audience like i think that's her goal she's like probably like yeah like heathens listen to podcasts like let me try to minister to them which is why she talks about colonizing she's like she's colonizing podcasts um, yeah, she's right. like minutes, like whatever it's called. Like she's like showing up into foreign territory and being like, "You follow my religion now." Yeah, yes. I feel like she's broadcasting to some village in India. Like there's some <laughs> people there that are like going to be. Like, it's like oh, wherever they man. send, like you know how they make like the Super Bowl yeah. shirts and like wherever, yes, like yes. wherever that like doesn't like they have like all the wrong Super Bowl winners for all the years. Like that's where Mary's podcast goes. Yeah. Hey, can we get our podcast there too? <laughs> Also, she just, like, her interrupting the DJ in the middle of his prayer to be like, shut up, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, let me show you how to do it. And hers was worse than his. Like, what? What, like, a mom thing to do to be like, please do this thing. And then, like, you give the task to somebody. You, like, go, like, no, never mind. I'll do it myself. Like, you're doing it. Yeah. You had very specific <laughs> ideas. Then you should have just started. Okay, honestly, I had to check. I think I need to check as you were saying this. I was like, Mary sounds like a Virgo because that sounds like is something she? I would do. I can't. Yeah. Uh, is she? I, so I don't many think housewives so. are Virgos. Well, yeah. Well, so they're, like, dis- they're, like, they understand the assignment. So, like, they'll, yeah. they'll show up. Oh, clearly, being a housewife is a lot of work. Because I could oh, never yeah. be one. Oh yeah. But a Noor could Noor could organize around. <laughs> Mary Cosby is a Libra. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel very, like, as an air sign, I recognize some of that chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Mary does admit to smoking pot, which I loved. I was like, I can't believe it. Nothing. I'm genuinely shocked. She doesn't know where she was and what she did when she smoked pot. She doesn't remember it, but she thinks Maybe she's, like, trying to sound relatable. just told her it was pot like it was a like uh like a never been kissed like they just gave her <laughs> like it's or oregano a she did oh <laughs> she had some italian food and then said you had pot <laughs> guys i've done pot ma'am those were er- those yeah. were regular herbs those were garden herbs <laughs> 
Oh my god, what if she like somebody saged her once or saged near <laughs> her and she was think- like it was the fattest blunt I've ever seen. No, that would be the more offensive thing to her. Like saging is yeah. like the devil's yeah. work, like in her mind. So no. Now Heather, we gotta talk about Heather because Heather was like barely there in this episode, but Heather was on Watch What Happens Live, where is really where the juicy Heather stuff happened. Heather on mm-hmm. the premiere episode is just trying to like kind she knows she's on the outs with Jen, but she's also obsessed with Jen. She's into Jen's mm-hmm. friendship juice, which hilariously. Juice. Yeah. Mary goes, that's not juice. That's a choice. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know why. I love you so much. Yeah, Mary, you need to you need to say this on your podcast. Not what you just said. Right, like, yes. Yeah. Right. I was like, Mary. Mary, you're a genius. Yeah. But now Heather was on Watch What Happens Live afterwards and <laughs> She said at one point that she knew that Jen Shaw's businesses were unsavory, but she was her friend anyway, so it doesn't really matter to her that Jen is being charged of this stuff. She'll still be her friend. I So I think that is a very Christian, lo- hate the sin, love mm-hmm. the sinner. That's how I Ooh, took it. Ooh, good call. I took it as if you were a friend in Fairweather, that you would also be friend when somebody's going mm. through stuff. It's almost your obligation to be there to yeah. help them through that. I think it's like, it's straight up programming. It's not values, it's programming. Mm. Yeah, it, it's not. And she's not thinking about Jen's victims at that point no. and if you asked her about Jen's victims she would probably say yes what happened to them was terrible and they should be compensated and all of that and what Jen did was wrong too but she's not going to let go of Jen as a friend mm-hmm. because she feels obligated to be there because of the way she's raised and the way she thinks about friendship. It's possible that that's also why Lisa is friends with Jen. That's true. For that same sort of reason. That same. I don't know ever since you said that like I'm trying to be cool with like people of color trying to have like a rainbow coalition of friends like that's all i see Mm. now like that's like Mm -hmm. i think that heather's is so much more grounded in like mormon values of just Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter if they do wrong we stand by them anyway and like we pity them and like i get all of that Mm -hmm. but like yeah i know and then heather said at one point uh because mia was on and Mia looked mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Are we going to talk about Mia's very expensive purchase? Because I have literally not been able to stop thinking about it since last night. <laughs> like that whole, because ex- I caught the very end. I just watched like mm-hmm. the, the game with Mia. Like that was all I saw on Watch What Happens mm-hmm. Live. Mia said the most expensive thing she ever bought, uh, she paid for an Audi in cash, $118,000. And Andy mm-hmm. deadpan looked at the camera and was like, well, that's very Teresa Judice of you. Yeah. And I was like, that man knows that there's going to be like, he like, you could see it in, in his mind, like, going, fuck, like another one, another one, another, like, literally, I would not be shocked if I'm sure the IRS literally has a Bravo task force at this point. I would not be shocked. They get to yes. sit around and just yes. inventory all of yes. this bullshit. If our listening audience, whoever is working at the IRS and has been tasked with uh, Real Housewives probably lives in the DMV area. Probably. I just want you to reach out to me. I'm here. We can meet for coffee. I just wanted to know. You're going to be like your deep throat connect? How big the task force yeah. is. And if I can volunteer on weekends. I can I can do some analysis. Yeah, right. if you want us to watch shows and itemize things for you, we can do yes. that. We could do and some if research. You want some, you want Y'all have been doing it for free. Data. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
some historical data. If you're looking for something and you don't know which episode to look in, we can tell you which season and episode to look into. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and if you wanted to build a case, we can tell you what the precedences and who else you should be going after. Right. <laughs> you yeah. can do all of that. Yeah, exactly. But, now, so yeah. Mia was on and Mia apparently admitted that she was arrested. She served time in ju- juvie for Grand Theft Auto. Heather high fives her mm. and Andy goes, are you high-fiving her? That's a crime. And then Heather goes, well, I guess I'm a fan of criminals. And Andy goes, you're a fan of criminals? And she goes, oh, I think that's right well, when I tuned in. I remember this Yeah, and then in. she's like, well, I mean, I don't like the big guy. Like, basically trying to turn it into, like, power for the people and, like, yeah. you know, ACAB. But I was like, no, no, Heather. No, no. Don't say I'm a fan of criminals after you tell everybody that you know that Jen Shah had unsavory businesses and you will support her anyway. Like, I, yeah. Uh, I feel like it was almost like Heather – I tried to ask her over the years how she made it because I am interested in business and I want to make money, but I didn't quite understand it. And I thought it was on border on on the border of legal legality. It was on right on the line and nothing that I would be interested in doing. But it almost felt like Heather looked into it and couldn't quite understand. Yeah. Oh, she said and that. And so she did not go down that path. It's like I also feel like maybe Heather is like she also borders on the on the edge of like she seems like somebody who would ask enough questions so that somebody can so she can catch somebody in a lie because she like wants the tea. But mm-hmm. also seems like somebody who would get herself in so deep that she wouldn't know how to detach herself from this like mm. very problematic toxic person. See, very because- toxic. I feel like y'all yeah, are giving her way too much credit. <laughs> I like, and that's not shade to Heather. Like, I think, I think that like Teresa was kind of the blueprint, right? In that, like, yeah. I associate with the people I associate with because I don't want to have to think about it. Like, that's kind of how yes. I felt about Erica for a long time. Like, I like very much yeah. the same way as Teresa. Like, you don't marry a man like that if you yeah. want to be like thinking about your finances. Like, you don't have yes. friends like Jen Shaw. Like, you get to like go to the cool Vegas parties and yeah. do all of that stuff, but you're not like actually interested in what she does yeah. for a living, right. especially if you don't like, why would you have to understand a single bit more of that shit than you had to? Even if she wasn't doing anything illegal. Unless she wanted to also be part of that business. I don't think so. Unless, because mm. see, people in Utah are very used to that MLM kind of deal. Yeah, right? so for sure. This is my theory, that if you hear of somebody making money, then you ask, how did you make it? And then you rope in other people to do that. And that's the kind of business that Heather is used to. So she's trying to, when you, she's coming out of her divorce, yeah. And she's looking at what business ideas to follow. She could have gone to Jen and asked, hey, what did you do? And how do you do this business? How can I be part of it? But she didn't quite get it. Oh, yeah. But also, okay. I think, the but also, I think Heather wants to be cool by association mm-hmm. to a quote unquote like bad bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, oh, that's 100% yeah. what this is. This, yeah. is, this yeah. is absolutely going to be this season's turn because like, I feel like she kind of unlike a lot of the other housewives in this franchise did the thing that we see in a lot of other franchises, which is like now she's like aware of the fact that she's on television she's like aware Mm -hmm. of the fact that like she's going to be a real housewife especially considering she was very she came out of the first season very well liked i feel like she internalized a lot of that fame Mm -hmm. and it's going to bite her in the butt so what is the deal with the racism by the way what is heather a racist for heather gives racist vibes because of the way that she behaved at the reunion but also because heather fetishizes black men yeah that's what she did the entire first season where she was like i'm not regular i'm not a regular mormon i'm a cool mormon i like to fuck black guys and it was like okay and she was like you know i knew that i was different because i liked hip-hop music and i was like Mm. that's what like 
Okay. Yeah. Like, well, it was I don't just know. Very... I was expecting more, like, I mean, yeah, that's, like, just run-of-the-mill racism. Like, just I was expecting more shit. of a smoking gun yeah. than that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah, I'm ready that's, to hear that's it. Eat, pr- eat, that's eat, pray, love kind of. Right. Like, yeah, that's, that's, like, the kind of, <laughs> that's, like, the kind of casual racism you see in, like, New Jersey amongst yeah. white people. Yeah. It's, like, you go down to the Jersey Shore and, like, that's people. what you get. Like, like right. the amount of people, yeah. like, especially being mixed and having a black dad, the amount of people that either felt comfortable saying to me, like, oh, I'm really into black guys or people being like, I would never be allowed to bring a black guy home. It's like, I am really the wrong audience for this, for like a variety of reasons. <laughs> Please don't tell me that. That's inappropriate. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, I think that's it for this stuff. Sonia, this is such a fun chat. Oh my like, gosh, so much fun. I had an absolute freaking blast. Please tell everybody where they can find you if you'd like to be found. Uh, yeah, sure. So you can find me on Twitter at Sonia Marie Says, S A Y S. Uh, and you can find me on TikTok at No Chillery Banks. Like, Hillary Banks from <laughs> just to explain because people don't get it like like I Hillary Banks like, I didn't Fresh get Prince, it that's okay I asked Noor I was like and then she's like like Fresh Prince of yeah. oh 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 okay it I makes get sense. It. I get yeah, it. yeah 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 and on my TikTok I've started doing a series where I make my husband uh guess Real Housewives husbands names I love it he does pretty it's well so honestly like I'm really impressed yeah he's, he does really really well are you still doing you're not doing your podcast I'm anymore. not uh for the aforementioned reasons um but also just life but uh yeah I was doing a podcast for a while about the the 2000s VH1 reality shows mm-hmm. uh so good you know what's funny mm-hmm. about those is like I came into it like really bright-eyed like oh this brought me so much fun in my youth it is not as fun to watch back as you think especially if you were like a halfway if you have grown even a little bit as a person watching those <laughs> men go after girls yeah. now younger than me it's gross yeah well this has been so much fun we will talk to you guys on saturday about rahasas of beverly hills and we're really excited because we're gonna have the bravo docket girls on okay everybody say bye The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she is just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Batrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you this shirt off my back, and also my unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Deepa Kunapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least I have no federal indictments. And finally, Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. 